My name is Andrew Latai. My name is Brandon Garcia, and I'm a student producer for We Need to Talk, Tough Conversations in Healthcare. As the title implies, this is a podcast devoted to tough conversations in health, how they impact those of us in the next generation, and how we can offer potential solutions. All of our conversations are based on public town halls produced by our class at Arizona State University College of Health Solutions. Hi, my name is Swapna Reddy, and I'm an attorney, policy expert, and professor. Hi, I am Dr. Greg Meyer, general surgeon and palliative care physician. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Servan, and this is We Need to Talk, Tough Conversations in Healthcare. We're all faculty at the ASU College of Health Solutions, and today we're talking about our recent live conversation regarding maternal mortality. You know, one of the interesting things that we learned from that night is the fact that somehow the United States has become the most dangerous place in the world to give birth, more than any other developed country in the world. How did we get here? That night, we examine the problem, and more importantly, we look for potential solutions. We had three amazing guests that helped guide us on this journey, if you will, at looking at this problem. They included Linda Blount. She is with the Black Women's Health Imperative. She's president of that organization. Dr. Radhakrishnan, she's chief academic medical officer at Honor Health here in Arizona. Last but not least, we had Antoinette Means, who is with the Arizona Department of Health, Office of Chief of the Women's Health there at that organization as well. Swapna, what did you think of that night? You know, to me, it was an incredibly powerful evening because we were speaking about an issue, um, you know, during a month that was Women's History Month, right, Um, following African American History Month. And so for me, you know, as we think about as we're celebrating these months, as we're thinking about kind of how to celebrate these months and how to think about these issues, I think it's incredibly important to be honest about the um, continuing disparities that exist in this country, uh, whether they're socioeconomic, whether they're racial, uh, whether they're gender-based, right? And this kind of issue, this sort of maternal mortality in the United States is almost like this perfect storm of all of those issues. So if we're really going to think about, you know, African American History Month, we're thinking about Women's History Month, let's have these honest and tough conversations. Uh, And I thought that we, it was a great, I learned a ton that evening, um, and it was a tough one to have, but I'm really glad that we were able to put that together. I know. I think that it was uh, such a huge deal, specifically with the fact that uh, we had standing room only uh, that night. And that is something that speaks volumes in terms of the interest from so many folks uh, in this issue and what they can do to try to prevent it. Uh, Greg, what did you think? Well, for me, it was a total learning experience. This topic was something I knew very little about. And to have these wonderful experts and hear their responses to the question. It was, it was something that really was an eye-opener for me about this problem of maternal mortality in the United States. And uh, it was a wonderful event and, it, as I said, a great learning experience for me on this topic. Uh, I wanted to just add, you know, we spoke about kind of standing room only um, factor there. There were 
were actually quite a few women that came to speak to us, right, and also speak to our guest after the event. And they were quite emotional, actually, because they could really relate to this topic. Either they had very difficult kind of pregnancies or they had family members or loved ones who had had similar experiences. And I think what they had mentioned was this is a topic nobody wanted to listen to us about. And so thank you so much for actually bringing this to the light. And and this is, you know, in any way that we can contribute to that dialogue, we should be thankful. But it really moved me how many people had been personally affected by this topic in that room that evening. It was kind of a sense of a communal group therapy. Uh, and one, yes. again, that I honestly did not anticipate, uh, mostly out of my own sheer ignorance, but wow, uh, with regards to that. What stood out for you in terms of comments that uh, folks made? So, you know, I thought it was really interesting as we think about contributing factors to maternal mortality, um, certainly income inequality, access to health care, health education, et cetera, are the ones that I think we could predict and certainly are incredibly important in this conversation. Um, where it got really interesting to me is as we're discussing African-American women, who we know are up to four times as likely to die in childbirth than their Caucasian counterparts. And what was incredibly fascinating, disturbing, and I really had to think about it and process it afterwards, was the fact that income equality is not as much of a factor with this issue with black women. Um, Because we have African-American women who are dying at very high rates even though they are college educated, even when they are of higher socioeconomic status. So I think that makes us take a really strong look at what is happening from the racism piece here and how is that playing into this particular issue. And I think Linda Blount had just a great piece of information about that. So I think if if we kind of step back and take a look at, oh, let's say the last 50 years, um, as Swapna said, Things are actually worse now than 25 years ago. Um, And look at what's happened to societies. With income inequality has come greater disparities in health outcomes for those without resources. Um, With the sort of persistent concentrated poverty in communities, you see worse health outcomes. Uh, When you look at at black maternal mortality, it's not surprising. Um, The the one thing I'll I'll point out, just because most people don't know, we tend to associate most of these kind of disparities with poverty, and, and, it, and it does matter for maternal mortality. But in this case, black women with, who are highly educated, have degrees, professional jobs, high income earners, have the equivalent of low birth weight babies and maternal mortality as white women without an eighth grade education. So it is not just income inequality, it is how women are perceived and treated in this society. Black women, all women, frankly, but black women and women of color are not valued, and therefore they are not listened to. Wow, such a powerful point regarding racial bias when listening to patients. I was impressed by the comment that Dr. Radhakrishnan made about really an action that they're doing, a plan, a solution to trying to decrease rates of maternal mortality. She talked about a program at Honor Health, the STEPS team, I believe, and it involves education and simulation, birthing simulation to try to catch certain flags or indicators during birth, there are certain signs of potential complications so that they can react and address those complications that are likely going to result sooner. 
and having a better outcome for the, the birth, but also fewer complications. And hopefully that'll be successful like the program has been in the state of California to target decreasing maternal mortality rates. So it's not the road of like diagnosis and then, you know, treatment and then move on, but really understanding that, you know, what works and what doesn't. I'll give you an example of something that we've done at Honor Health. Uh, so Dr. Kathleen Harris, who's our um, woman and um, uh, children's uh, champion, service line leader, she actually does team steps training and simulation training at, in labor and delivery. And, and it's really about sort of teaching teams to recognize early triggers. Uh, you know, we do a great job in monitoring fetal heart rate, but really do a lousy job in after and really looking at complications. And so there are a lot of solutions like that. And finally, advocacy. I mean, it, it, we just can't just sit back and say it's okay. You know, it doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are. This is a problem that faces our nation, so we need to own it. And I think that's important. Uh, women's health has been at the altar of the political divide. And it has been sacrificed at that altar. Wow. Uh, what a powerful statement that is. I don't even really know what to say, frankly, after that. I don't know what there is left to say, except it's so true. Uh, I think as we've had this conversation, we realize how important conversations like these are, um, not just so we understand these topics that so many of us didn't uh, before this evening, but also as we think through kind of the really honest and tough contributing factors to conversations and topics like this, um, and also what kind of solutions are possible. It's really important to think about sort of the systemic opportunities here, and they do exist. So with that, we'll wrap it up for now. Special thanks to our student producers at ASU, our podcast producer, Sarah Ventry, and our music is by Broke for Free. Join us for the next We Need to Talk podcast when we'll be addressing the rampant use and misuse of ADHD drugs on college campuses. On behalf of my co-moderators, Joseph Servin and Greg Meyer, as well as the We Need to Talk class at ASU College of Health Solutions, this is Swapna Reddy.